This is Tauri Talk, the podcast from the Scuderia Alpha Tauri Formula One team. What did you do? What did you do? Hello and welcome back to another episode of Tauri Talk, the official podcast of the Scuderia AlphaTauri F1 team taking you behind the scenes of what life is like in Formula One. I'm Josh the Admin and today I'm super excited to welcome back Pierre Gasly. Pierre, how have you been? Very good, very good, thank you. And I better introduce him soon or he'll try and ruin my intro again, it's Yuki Tsunoda. Hello guys again, <laughs> well after two weeks but good to be back. <laughs> you are a bit of a regular on our show now, I'm getting good use out of you. Yeah, I guess so. you guys already miss my voice so... I try to. I think you're more like a podcaster before F1 driver these days. Right? <laughs> well, I was preparing my throat a lot uh, from yesterday to let you guys hear my beautiful voice, so <laughs> it's you guys so can soothing. You guys can sleep well. No, no, but just keep it safe until Japan because I want to hear you in the karaoke. So don't don't <laughs> use it too hard. Don't use it too hard today. So guys. Welcome to Singapore and welcome to my hotel room. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite cozy in here. I don't know what you what you've been doing last night, but your bed is definitely messed up. <laughs> Why is there like a, a shopping? Char- uh, yeah, exactly, a shopping cart in the in the room. Last night got messy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a shopping cart. There's a there, few bags that I don't know where came from. Is there a lion, a tiger in the bathroom. Like, am I safe if I want to have a pit stop in there or yeah. is it like an hangover <laughs> yeah. hangover kind of night yeah yeah carolyn's on the roof yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> carolyn's gone okay so let's get to it coming up on the show we'll be looking ahead to the japanese grand prix with yuki out on his track walk and with pierre here in our singapore hotel we listen to some voice notes sent in by you the fans where we'll try and fix the world's problems with some fake traffic rules and we're going to play round two of another quiz so get ready for that did i win last time no Can yuki you- won Oh, yeah? Yuki won. Don't remember that. Never remember when I... Me either. They I, must I, have, they, you must have cheated for even sure. Even I forget to... You must have cheated. 100%. Well, the guy always who cheat first is a Pegasly. <laughs> so, normally. <laughs> okay. No. So, it's been a couple of weeks since we've um, been together because of the two-week break that we've had. So, what fun things have we been up to? Give me a few seconds. I just. Well, we also saw on social media you took your family to France for a track yeah. day. This was probably one of the best experience I had with my family. So my brother have always been a massive supporter in my life since the day I started in go-kart because they all raced go-kart in the past. And when I was born, when I was two years old, I was always going to the to the tracks to support them. So I know they understand the sport, they understand the driving, they understand the physical part of it. And yeah, they always supported me since day one. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to organize that day, give them back something and make them discover what it's like to drive a, a single seater. So yeah, we organized it. Honestly, it was so fun because they never drove in any single seater or like Formula cars. So I could see like the stress in their eyes and we get so competitive between us. So my older brother is 43 now and then I'm 26. So we have quite a, you know, a, a big uh, 
Uh, it's a different kind of sibling rivalry. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but since it started with Mario Kart, you know, I was I was really into yeah, Mario Kart when I was a kid, and then after we changed uh, activities, but always a massive competitive mindset. And when I put them on the track, I could see just between them, they were like, after the first session, okay, give me the lap times, okay, tell me how to improve, where should I go faster? And they were pushing, there were a couple of spins, I could see smoke everywhere, every braking, they were looking up the tires, and um, it was quite messy. But so much fun and um, and and they loved it. We just uh, it doesn't happen a lot of time, like maybe two three times a year. I can tell that from the brothers. They're looking up a lot, like uh, like you do. <laughs> <a lot. laughs> they're pushing. You know, they always push beyond the limit. Once they f- they go over the limit, then after they they back off a bit. But um, no, it was great, and we managed to get together maybe like two three times a year, and um, and it was just nice family activity and yeah i mean they loved it so much my brother is actually going next week on wednesday do another track day with the same car with one other of my brothers so uh no really happy to to have given them this experience and yeah just to to spend some uh, some cool time with the, the family and yuki now that you've had some time to think about it we did speak to you two weeks ago but um i guess one thing that i forgot to ask for our listeners because a lot of people have been asking uh have you been cooking lately and what have you been cooking ah uh. So I cooked fried rice, I think. I love that. And my trainer came to my house last week to prepare what well, bit of training. Pretty much every day I went to sauna. Uh, yeah, I like sauna to reset myself and even relaxing. I do um, like the Finnish style or what? Do you mean? <laughs> well, Finnish sauna is you go there with the snake out. So no, I was just like. <laughs> Just uh, chill out and yeah, I cook every, pretty much every day and uh, yeah, I did fried rice. Went well actually, I'm happy about it. Key is I used the oil for sesame oil, I think that was good. And other than that, uh, most of the time it's traditional Japanese food and he made the kind of food from the England or whatever. Um, we both did well, so like, like kind of those uh, usual day, I, was, I didn't do anything like special. So yeah. Yeah. I think you're the new like uh, Roman Grosjean chef of the paddock. You know, Roman was an amazing cooker. Oh, really? Ah, an he amazing chef. Book. Yeah, he released the book. Really? Roman, Roman is an amazing chef. I've never had the chance to try his food, but I see like from all like the um, the content I know is an amazing cook. So ah, I didn't know that. So yeah, you're the new. Uh, he the didn't new tell one. me actually when I was uh, living in Switzerland. Um, we we did. Probably once or a couple of times we uh, cycled together. Okay. And he never told me about that. So I'm a bit uh, sad Very about Very modest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, uh, well, I'm surprised to hear that. Uh, what will be your, if you got to impress someone, what would you cook? Chicken karage, karage. Chicken karage? What it's is that? It's like a fried chicken, uh, traditional like food from Japan. And yeah, it's very nice. Uh, I think... That's my kind of the one of the best thing I can cook. Um, other than that, it's pretty normal. How did you uh, learn? Like just watch, watching MasterChef? Or? Uh, just talent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like... You're so talented. You can, well, after I... Ta- like, <laughs> I don't know where it stops, but you keep impressing <laughs> me every weekend. So, well, I just taste it and I know the ingredients, how they make it. I'm it's like you taste no, something? No, I'm just, I'm just, for, of course, first we just uh, see, search internet, you know, and how to make kind of for example, I've tried carrots. that but believe me it didn't work out like <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> easy though 
Well, you well that's what I thought about cooking until I try and pretty much burn the entire ingredients that I put in my pan and then... <laughs> then bro, probably your DNA is all, all talents go to driving. Only and driving. Uh, oh other than that... Uh, what a boring person. <laughs> Can't do anything else than driving. Okay, guys, it's time for... Scuderia AlphaTauri are proud to present... Pierre and Yuki's really excellent fun quiz time spectacular event. Spectacular. That's right. We are heading into round two of Pierre versus Yuki. And uh, to keep it nice and simple today, we're going to revisit our social media challenge from last time of who has more followers. This time it's all about celebrities on Instagram rather than sports personalities. Let's make a quick round, okay? Yeah. So, like, you've got five seconds to answer. Okay. okay? First one's going to be a bit difficult. I'm not going to give you any hint. Who has the most followers on Instagram? Full stop. Go. Cristiano Ronaldo. Huh? Who has the, <laughs> who has the most followers You're on Instagram? Uh, okay. uh, I know this one. Um, Instagram. He's got it. Instagram has the most. Cristiano Ronaldo. I saw, I, <laughs> actually, I saw this one a week ago, something yeah. like that. Yeah, but that well was done. over the time limit. Well yeah. Yeah. That was over the time limit. So this is a draw. Yeah. Okay, this that was a just a bonus one. That was like, okay. okay, now we're getting into the people. Okay, so next one is Kim Kardashian or The Rock? I like Rock, so Rock. Kim Kardashian. You've, so Yuki's gone The Rock. You've gone Pierre. Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Okay, so the correct answer is... Rock. The Rock. Whoa. <laughs> He's on a roll. Yes, two, two times oh, in a row. Oh my God, I, I, I yeah. should know that. I've, I actually follow The Rock, but... Yeah, but I probably should. not Kim. What a shame. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Beyonce or Justin Bieber. Justin, Justin Bieber. Bieber. Sorry. <laughs> Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce, For 276 real. million versus Justin's 259. Unbelievable. I would have thought Justin is yeah. I mean, it's more like our, ones. our generation. Or... Okay, moving on. National Geographic or NASA? NASA. Uh, I'll go with the other one. Just to make it easier. Exactly. Okay. National Geographic has Let's a go. lot more followers at 240 million versus NASA's 83 million. 83? Yeah, National Geographic Actually, crushes it. I probably need to follow that page. I, must <laughs> I follow NASA. NASA, I love it. Yeah. I'm like yeah. obsessed with their space. And Okay, moving on. Rihanna or Katy Perry? Katy Perry. Why will you say Katy Perry? Yeah, you got four seconds. Go. Okay, I'll go Katy Perry. Okay, you're both correct. I wanted to say Rihanna like 100%, yeah. but I was like, for sure I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving us wrong leads. Like what's obvious to my mind is... I've got a good wrong. poker face as yeah. well. I'm really staring you down. Okay, yeah, Rihanna has 136 million, whilst Katy Perry has 173 million. Okay, last one of this round is Adidas versus Nike. Or Nike, however well, you want I to know, call it. I, well, I, I guess it's Nike, no? Yeah, I will say Nike. Okay, I'll go Adidas then. Sorry, Yuki, it is Nike yeah, with 239. I don't know, like I said, I, I guess it's Nike, but I, see, I just say, yeah. I, I got her I know, two we, times in a row. Yep. So I let the PA win. Yeah. Well, okay. at least draw. I'd say it's a, I'd, I'd close it on a fair draw. That was, that was yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But for some extra bonus round questions, who has the most liked photo ever on Instagram? Is it A, Cristiano Ronaldo announces he's going to have twins? B, Zendaya posting happy birthday to Tom Holland. C, Kylie Jenner's second pregnancy announcement. Or D, a That's photo a of an egg. Photo oh. of an egg? Yeah, just an egg. I've seen that. 
knowing Josh, knowing the admin, you know that something yeah. unexpected. Like that nice Dino. Should we go go boss for D? Photo of an egg. That's that's weird, but I mean the world is a is in a funny place enough to Definitely no AB. Definitely be Defin- possible. Definitely no AB. If it's AB, Josh, you're boring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go with the. the I mean, let's go with the neck. Uh, if that's, that's the, the answer, that's really fucked up. But no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not boring. Honestly, Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's, so it's a, I mean, it's a fucked up place. Like why? There's so much better content or like stories out there, and a neck has just beaten the. Yeah. So us, I was wishing uh, everybody's content. And by a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the egg has 56.1 million likes. Uh, currently yeah but that was a joke i remember yeah yeah that was like how how many likes can we get for yeah it was uh, a meme a few years ago yeah yeah. Yeah. i mean but still it did its job it's still holding holding its place at number one unbelievable maybe you should try that this weekend just put an egg out there and then (laughs) (laughs) see how many likes you get okay guys i wanted to try something here like a new segment uh, where we can each bring a situation to the group and find some solutions together. Uh, I'd like to bring something to the table first that happened last week, actually, when I was driving with you, Yuki. We were driving in Faenza in Italy, and there was a car in front of us. They were washing their windscreen wipers whilst they were in front, and Yuki has quite a nice car. I think he might have even washed it two days before or something. And it's obviously gotten yeah. on his car. The window was down. I was feeling it on my hand. And so that's like brought up my, my topic of today is like what unwritten road rule uh, would you like to enforce if you had power and what would the punishment for that be? So I guess mine would be, that would be a no-go. You pull over or you do it at a red light if you want to wash your windshield. That makes sense. Yeah. And if you're caught doing it, I guess the punishment <laughs> would be you get pulled over and you're forced to wash the other person's car on the side <laughs> of the road as punishment. Um I think what's better with the with the sprays, it's actually rather than spraying on your windscreen, should put put them like outboard so you can basically <laughs> spray the people. <laughs> you you will spray A the jet people going forward. The, exactly. <laughs> Who, whoever will not respect or will misbehave with you, you'll just attack them with the the sprays. Um, that's, no, good, but that's a good idea. Well, well, the good thing is Yuki did his own punishment because when there was another lane to get past, he passed the other car and then returned the favor. <laughs> yeah. And I saw the back mirror after that. She was also uh, wiping, and rear, wiping again. The, the screen. Pierre, I'll give you a chance to think about that because we had some people submit their own. Um, okay. And this could be a good chance for us to, to right the wrongs in the world. They've given their own solutions, but I think we can also add our own. So let's have a listen to our first one. Hello, Alphatorios. My name is Anna Arnoldson. I'm from Madison, Wisconsin. And a road rule that doesn't exist that I wish existed is that when you have to merge into a lane because one of the lanes is closed, the people who ride the lane all the way to the end and merge in at the end right before it's closed are not allowed to be let in ever (laughs) Um, because I think that's cheating they like skip by a bunch of people and then wait at the end and then people out of the kindness of their hearts let them in and so they think it's okay and they keep doing it so I think that's illegal and that like lasers from the sky should probably come down and you know 
kindly take them out. And yeah, that would be the punishment. Lasers. Thanks. Lasers just to take them out. I was wondering how you would deal with the backlog of cars who are trying to cut in at the end. But then like obviously the solution that uh, Anna's got is uh, lasers. 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 Takes them out. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think Yuki, you can relate, right? That's such your kind of behavior to skip like a one hour queue driving past everybody and then... Yeah, well, I've never done that, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, that punishment is uh, yeah, definitely good. You should do like uh, a long cut instead of getting in a the lane. A joker lap. <laughs> exactly. You should have like a, an extra loop to do yeah. that. You basically waste even more time than what you try to, to gain. It's difficult but. to build that on the roads. Yeah. But okay, I've got one. A power limiter on the car, uh, that, yeah. like you just said, so like they can't do that again for the rest of the day. Yeah, that would work. I mean, not if you are in traffic, but then as soon as the traffic clears, you're stuck at 30 kph for like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine and you have yeah. like 800 kilometers to go. And oh, that's yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that, that really pissed me off, you know, when you're trying to park your car in a city or supermarket or wherever, and then it's super crowded. And then you see that one guy that literally parked on two spots. <laughs> so you get there and you think, okay, I got the space. And, and the guy has got like more than half the car on one, on one spot and then like a quarter on the other one. And, and there is nothing you can fit in there except like a motorbike. And, uh, and then yeah, you basically end up going around for two hours until you see someone getting out of the supermarket and you're like, oh, sorry, where are you parked? And I chase you and then yeah. can you give me... The awkward, can yeah. I, are you going or... <laughs> And um, yeah, every time I'm like, that guy is so lucky if on two spots and then I'm just going around like an idiot and because of him, like I could have just... So, so what's the punishment? Obviously, the, the punishment, obvious one is towing, but we can do better than that. Big spank, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Delivered honestly, by who though? Like, yeah. is there a regulator who just comes and says, well, this is my job yeah. now? <laughs> You'll just have like a security, like a spank guy in the, in the parking uh, lot. And then anytime you find a, an issue, you just call him. Like you go on the horn, guy shows up, waits for the guy. <laughs> Big spank. No, I don't know. Like, uh, but it's just something which, um, honestly, I don't find really fair. But you know, they are bigger problem in in life. But um, yeah, another thing, I don't like people driving slow on the fast lane. This yeah, should be, well, also this should be like forbidden, right? Yeah. It's like especially if you got three lanes, and like the two on the right are free. Some guys love going 40 kph below the speed limit and just getting on the fast lane. I, I don't get it. It's like sometimes you get so much space on the, on the road. Like why, why would you stay there? Yeah, this is where the, my solution of a power limiter wouldn't come in handy because no, it would just make it worse. Sometimes I think I'm going to bump into him that I'm going to give him a bit of speed because I don't know if he's... Uh, so we need bumper cars then. <laughs> <laughs> I think also I hate the people who... But the being outside from like when driving, as you see, sometimes uh, the people throwing the smoke like cigarette out in the yeah. road or like bin. Yeah. Yeah. Something I want to have to touch. Or it, garbage out. Yeah. Just uh, probably call the police, ask and, you know, uh, tell the registration number and what's the, what the address. And a week, the the people who live is around there, you can put the bin out his house <laughs> and he will correct it and have to go to the uh, the place specific place to burn those old bins but I think uh, I think the punishment yeah, that's a fair point yeah. yeah you see people throwing all sort of shit out 
of the the window. Actually, funny story that happened to me. Um, so last week we had the the filming day. So I was in uh, in Faenza, and you know I was staying in Villa Abondenzi, which is we yeah. went to this Japanese. Is it Jap? I think it's the buffet I told you about. I think it's Japanese, right? The, the restaurant which is literally four hundred meters from the the okay. hotel. Yeah. Okay. So we're getting out of the the hotel, drive for like two hundred meters, and get pu- pulled over by the police. And I'm like, okay, we're in Faenza, it's cool, right? Like, surely <laughs> it's surely the police. And we had the Honda Civic Type R with like the rear wing and everything. So I was like, okay, they they surely like gonna let us go because we didn't do anything wrong. So I didn't even know why they they pulled us over and Piri was driving. And then the guy sees us like, okay, ask in Italian. The it was like, um, uh, puoi darmi la patente, uh, like asking for the driving license. And Piri is looking at the cop like, what do you want? Like, <laughs> I like Piri, just chill out, just give him your driving license, and then and then it's fine. Like, let us go. And then after he started asking my driving license that I'm I'm the what? passenger. Yeah, I don't know. And and then he goes out, and we don't see him for like ten minutes. And it just left us for 10 minutes, came back, didn't say a word. I mean, I, I wasn't going to say like I'm Alpha Tari driver or whatever, but it was like super late at night. And um, yeah, we almost, we arrived like super late. I mean, late at the restaurant. We were already um, short on time and we arrived literally the last one in the restaurant. I was like, oh, we're sorry. We got pulled over by the police. So sorry. And the guy didn't even recognize us. And I heard apparently in Faenza, if you say you're working for Alpha Tari, police will just let you go yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I, I, did, I didn't know this uh, cheat code so I didn't say anything and we've just, we just been there like for 10-15 for minutes waiting for the guy to come back and say okay you're good you can go I'm like yeah I know I'm good I know we're good <laughs> I didn't do anything <laughs> but that, was, that was funny alright next one we have is from Kaylee Hey, I'm Kaylee. I'm from Hawaii and a road rule I think should exist is the ability to call up other drivers on the road. So say for instance, someone cuts you off or they don't turn on their turn signal, you can dial up by their license plate number and essentially like cuss them out or just communicate with them. And I think this would also be really fun to see implemented in F1 where all the drivers can communicate with one another during the race. So if someone pushes you off or overtakes you, like you can radio to one another. And I think it would just be really funny to hear like all the jokes and the banter during that. That's set up then, I think. Um, I don't want to hear you when I drive. Like, you'll fucking scare the example, shit out of me if, if I hear your voice. For example, if the PA was, uh, PA was uh, in front of me or in front of me or even behind me. I can just, already I can, hear you without can, the radio. Yeah, I can. Okay. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I just going to distract you just by singing whole, whole lap. <laughs> I, I can hear the guy without a radio. Like, when I pass next to you, I can hear like... <laughs> you have, like, noises coming out of your car, which are definitely not coming from or the Or just engine. my breathe sound. <laughs> No, that's, let's that's, say you that's could only use that. Let's say you could only use that three times per race. How would you use that communication, like radio? I'll just like disturb any guys out of me to force him to make a mistake. Like you can, you can. Yeah, just, just, really, just say some, just some uh, run, run. You'll just bark. I'm sure you will just no, bark. Okay. If you, if <laughs> don't you, open that can you, of worms. I don't know. What are you gonna say if you want to disturb other driver? Yeah, a lot of ways to disturb. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll keep I'll keep the tricks in my pocket and uh, I'll, I'll use them once we make it happen on the grid. I would use it as a blue shell. Remember Mario Kart, the blue shell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I would radio the leader right when I know, like I would find out he's like at turn one, turn two, whatever. Yeah. I just start screaming. Yeah. <laughs> or imagine like 
the car in front, you can see the I'm faster than the car in front and catching up like two seconds for that or one second and a half up and like things like you know the Mario Kart that did I know the what was that mm-hmm. like a mirror mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly hold <laughs> up <laughs> I like the big uh, the big rocket you know the black rocket yeah in Mario Kart when you just like push everybody off the road and uh, that's a pretty good one yeah maybe we should have like some Mario Kart sound or something yeah, pre pre built in sounds to the you know what well. you know what you what you suggested earlier like if you if you badly drive on the road, but I think that should be the case also on the track. If you do something you're not supposed to do, then they should put like a limiter, like a limiter yeah. for like a few corners that you don't get the full speed, so people can uh, can pass you. Basically. We fixed F one just yeah, right now. Yeah, I think I think we should we should lead F one right. Maybe we can have a talk yeah, with uh, Stefano. Yeah, <laughs> you you take care of the karaoke singing part with the radio <laughs> communication and yeah. Okay, Yuki, you need to get going now. But thank you very much for giving us your time. Uh, we'll catch up with you later. Thanks for having me. See you next time. Bye bye. 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 Bye bye. Bye. All right, you're stuck with me now, Pierre. Yeah, I'm kind of worried because when I I just watched. Uh, Dammer and uh, you know the series. This is the serial killer one, right? This I haven't started is it yet. Sick, but not in a good way. <laughs> this is really definitely made me sick. I watched the first two episodes and I love series inspired from a real story, yeah. but that's so fucked up. I've never seen this in my whole life. It actually scare me like to think some humans can, can think like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah. That's why uh, when I see this very odd stuff in your room, like I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first two episodes. I'm just not sure whether I'll I'll carry on, but uh, it's definitely worth like just trying, just yeah. trying. Some people we talked about it with Charles yesterday, and and Charles really loved it. Charles Leclerc. Yeah, I told him he's a psycho, but anyway, <laughs> he really really liked it and finished it in in two days. I'll see. Oh, so I, that's why he's a psycho because he was so into it and finished. He it actually within. enjoyed it. All these fucked up series on the Squid Game yeah. where you see people die, like this was number one. Now this is, again, a very kind of strange content to to look at. You know, you have comedy. Comedy is, is fun. You're supposed to watch now. You're watching like a serial killer doing like horrendous, horrible things. But anyway, yeah, anyway. But I'm sticking to my comedies anyway. I'm not following these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back and finish off our problem solving, we have one more from Anna. Hi, my name is Anna and I'm from the Netherlands. I experienced quite a lot of road rage, so I've got a lot of extra rules I wish that would exist. I was thinking of this months ago, actually. Um, I think it should be a rule that when you drive a really nice and expensive car, but do something really stupid with it, uh, like not giving direction or tailgating or uh, double parking, you have to switch cars with the one who you affected with your actions. So in the end, you'll have the best drivers driving the best cars on the road. <laughs> Just thinking about it now that this could be a rule in F1 as well. Yeah, I think the punishment of having to switch to a shitty car uh, is enough. Good luck for the uh, next race, guys. That would be chaos. And I, I really appreciate your comment. But I'm afraid that it means you will just never see me again on the road. 
<laughs> but it, it, it will definitely be efficient. I'm pretty sure no one wants to give his, uh, his car to, to someone else. I kind of get the point. I hate everything she mentioned. But when I think about the punishment and I see my car, maybe the roads are not for me anymore. <laughs> so that would cause chaos just in everyday life. But since she's brought that back to Formula One, and I love thinking of new ways we can improve Formula One with some out-of-the-box thinking rules. Yeah. A, do you think that would work one race weekend where the following you have to switch cars? I would like that. Uh, suddenly now you so turn like it's it into a, an it's angle, a penalty which, point plus which, you've lost yeah. the car. <laughs> this kind of sound, sounds good when you when you say it like this. Yeah, if you're um, a midfield team like us, or if you're struggling at the back, you could yeah. maybe bait the leaders. It's like you know what, I'm just gonna like leave a bit of space, exactly. break really late. Yeah, they just fall them to uh, to misbehave on the track. Yeah, I see the point. I see the point. I'm not sure it will be voted in favor if we start talking about it between all drivers. But then there is an idea. But coming to that, I think we should swap cars like every race. I think that will make like a really Like funny. a lottery type deal or everyone gets their own turn? In Everybody, end. like if you imagine, let's make it simple, 10 cars, 20 races, everyone gets two races in each car. At least it will make it really fair because... Everybody will get pretty much equal chances. Obviously, it's different tracks and it's never perfectly fair. But I think there is something to uh, to do there. That like in Formula 4, when I was racing Formula 4, actually the year after, I've changed only one time in, in that season, but the year after, they were changing cars every weekend. And every weekend, you're surprised. Like basically, you just need to change the seat, put the pedals in the right place, change the seat, and then there you go. So it's all one make. So yeah, you got like exa- yeah, exactly yeah. like it's one single chassis for like uh, mono mono chassis for the whole series. Yeah. But um, okay, so you meet with Stefano tomorrow, and he says, uh, "Pierre, what is your one idea to spice up the sport? We're trying real hard here, but we need a driver's input." Just put Yuki and myself in a in a faster car, <laughs> <laughs> and Bill and me will bring, will bring spices to the show. <laughs> I'd like to see like old school rules being brought back, but they weren't rules back then. It was kind of what happened. I said you were going to say old, like old school drivers. Oh, that would be fantastic. Imagine too. if you mix generation, like different classes of races, like different classes categories in yeah. a race, like your permanent drivers plus your heritage like an drivers. Extra, yeah, yeah, heritage. Or like you'll bring, you'll have a third car for like a wild car. Every team has a wild card. Yeah. Yes. And then you can either bring like a young driver or like a driver from another category, like American yeah. or... We can bring like Mika Hakkinen out of semi-retirement, like yeah. <laughs> his sabbatical that he's, he's still on. I like to see Sebastian Loeb. You know Sebastian yeah, Loeb? Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, like just give him a chance. Like you'll just give a chance like once in a while yeah, to... Just anyone. Uh, yeah. Maybe you, you could be our wild card. Look, I'd love to and be. And then we'll and use you say, as a safety car. Yeah. You go just ahead of the leaders and then you just wave, make sure nobody Assuming passes. that I'm going to be slow, how dare yeah. you? <laughs> My brothers, that's what they told me. Because uh, we, we tried we tried the Formula Renault 2 liters. So the car, I won the European Championship in 2013. And this is, it's still fast. Like It still reached 220, 225 end Jeez. of the straight. And for them, it was a lot to process. You know, the adrenaline, the risk. Quick reactions as well, like yeah, when to quick, break, like slam it on. Exactly. And, and, and the fact of being in control because they didn't fully feel in control. 
and they were thinking they were like oh my god if we're struggling that much in that car jumping into a formula one car we probably would not even make it out of the pit lane we'll just spin yeah. <laughs> we'll just spin out of the box or something just a little bit on the throttle and it's, yeah. and it's in the wall and then it's in the yeah and i think it's something which is difficult to realize which is normal because people can't compare with their normal like road cars how much power we get you know it's over a thousand horsepower for 700 kilos so the ratio is actually insane but trying to explain never do enough justice for well, this is why i love like. the idea of foot cam and why we we brought yeah. it we tried to bring it in in yeah. uh, the in pre-season testing yeah, well, yeah. No, in our in our own filming day we had a really nice top view of it rather yeah. than the reverse one so i was yeah. pretty proud of that like how we but at the same time at the same time you see the, the like the, the the footwork but in terms of you know acceleration and how much it pulls you every time we go for winter break you can be sure when we get back in the car and it happens to all of us we get out of the pit lane and you floor it and it gives you such a big kick it's actually it's surprising it's like oh i, I haven't felt that for for a while and it really like surprises you initially and takes couple of corners before you know you, you start to get all your um, sensations and, and and sensors to 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 work properly but it's uh, I like just everyone to feel when we get out of a corner or even just at the start you know like we're standing on the grid lights goes on and when everything goes off and you're just flat out and just at the limit of the grip and it's pulling you forever and and that sensation is uh, is phenomenal well it's good to know that adrenaline never really wears off because you would assume like in, a, in any job that you got you get used to it certain times and like by the time you hit fp3 and qualifying you're used to it but like you said bringing it back to winter testing now I know why Kimi didn't retire until until when he did because it's like I need that kick exactly. again. I need that adrenaline. It's it's, a, it's an addiction and uh, it's it's an obsession. So when when you don't get this adrenaline, I I can't even think about it in my life because I'm like just oh I'm, I'll be so sad. Like this is gives you such um, I mean you experience such strong feelings and and emotion driving these cars and also the level of. Uh, it sort of elevates your your mind and focus because you're so into one thing. You can't mess it up if you're driving an F1 car. It's just first of all, it's risky. It's very costly. You have the responsibility of the 800 people working for you. So it just puts you in a mental space which is unique. I, you know, I can't find that same excitement in my life. I don't think you can get tired of this, but clearly, I would imagine when it stops. Well, it's it's quite a hard hit to kind of lose this. You'll need to become part. like a heritage driver or something. Yeah, or just uh, be a jet fighter pilot. I think that's a talked next about it. Move, yeah. Talked about it yesterday with Charles. We're like, okay, we want to be the next Top Gun in like ten years, ten fifteen years, <laughs> driving fast cars, flying planes, and just doing like. I was thinking also about skydiving. So, so one thing we we want to add to the list, but but you've done that before. I've done that, but. I had someone on my back. Oh, you want to pull the cord yourself? I don't want to be carried by someone. <laughs> I, I want to be. I want to have the excitement of. Well, I don't know if it's excitement, but because at the same time, it's like scary and you get fear. But it, it's a mix of this all this emotion, which makes it uh, yeah. um, interesting. So this is what you're talking about when you're having dinner with Charles once in a while. It's like, all right, what do we want to do once we retire? <laughs> Well, there are a lot of a, a lot of topics uh, thrown there and there, but uh, uh, we we just know each other for so long that 
we can be very personal and we have an exchange on our lives and organize how we work and every time we're together every time we're learning something from each other and we know we're exchanging okay how do you uh, how well are you organized how do you work on that side whether it's um, on the sporting th side on the training side on the financial side on investment we're we're both quite excited about business in general so we exchange ideas um, and and then yeah at the same time we have like hobbies and he's very into like flying and same thing I'm like very attracted by skydiving and I was having a conversation but his girlfriend was clearly not uh, buying what I was <laughs> <laughs> what I was selling <laughs> to Charles but uh, yeah we'll, I'll try again Okay, after Singapore, we're finally returning to Japan, one of our favorite races on the calendar. And so, I thought I'd catch up with Yuki during his track walk to get some local tips as we go in the field. In the field, with Scuderia Alpha Tauri. Okay, I've just caught up with Car 22's track walk. I'm trying to get hold of Yuki when he's not talking to his engineers, get some hot tips from when we get to Japan next week where he likes to go, what food we should eat when we land. It's been a couple of years since, since we've been there. 2019 was the last race. And he's, he's a popular man on this track walk, actually. I need to get a hold of him, but there's a lot of fans around that just let them onto the track. I'll see if I can get hold of him. I've just gotten hold of Yuki. He's given me his time. Yuki, we are going to Japan next week, and I need some hot tips of what to eat first when we land and maybe even some places to go once we hit Tokyo. What are your recommendations? First place you should go is an airport toilet. I'm not kidding. It's the cleanest toilet in the airport you ever see in the world. I did not expect that in the slightest. I asked for food recommendations and I get go to the toilet in Japan airports. And also you, see, you feel the temperature, nice warm toilet. That, uh, you're going to have nice welcome from first toilet. Other than that, you should go food wherever you want you go from the ramen or anywhere I think it will be good you prefer to go ramen well I, I would say I'll go sushi uh, after that ramen Japanese barbecue anything shabu shabu sukiyaki anything you will go I think you'll have anywhere surprise so we're nice okay and we've got two days in Tokyo before we head down to Suzuka uh, any recommendations you would give a tourist heading to, to Tokyo or even to us? Convenience stores food. Even convenience stores food is really, really good. Yeah, you can buy super cheap, but it's super good already. Like the pre-packaged stuff or what are we talking here? Uh, yeah, pre-packaged things. Like, you know, the packaged things, you'll see, you'll eat. It's really, really good already. Yeah. Thank you. Gonna pause because they're talking engineering. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't want him anymore. I want you, Matia. You're his race engineer. What? We haven't been to Japan in a couple of years. What's the first thing you're looking forward to doing once we land? I, I want to eat sushi, the proper one. You know, the good, uh, good rice, properly made, good salmon. It's the best salmon over the world. So this, this is the, the thing I'm missing the most from Japan. And then we go to the track and uh, everything else. Have you ever received any 
uh, fan gifts, tokens of appreciation from like the fans who come through pit lane and and stuff. I mean, the best I have is a pair of chopsticks, which I'm super grateful for. They're in my they're in my apartment still. Uh, I I never had something like that personally, but uh, the team had a lot of gifts. Like uh, we had little. Uh, Pollution, uh, you know, drawings. Uh, Japanese people are always super nice with us and fantastic. Uh, we also had the hat with the DRS and the light and, and the back of it when we were Toro Rosso. Do you remember that? Yeah, it is the fantastic. This mega, the mega effort from them. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, you know, it's it's like what you receive from the people, from the fans in there is special. They stay there. After the uh, P2 session, during the night, watching the garages, and it's something only there you get. And you're really feeling the passion that they have for this sport. And uh, I can't wait to be there with Yuki this year, with Honda this year, and uh, will be, I expect to be crazy. It's going to be the experience of a lifetime. Thanks a lot for that, Matteo. Okay, we are recording now. We'll finish off our Japanese Grand Prix talk. The fans are some of the most dedicated around the world. What are some of the best and craziest gifts that you received when you're in Japan, either racing or living there? Well, it's not a Japan from Japan, but uh, I got a present from Cos Ed in Twitter. She supported me quite a lot uh, from last year, and she made an amazing book, which is there's a lot of uh, kind of recipe inside. A lot of countries, the recipe inside, and uh, there's a lot of instructions, and uh, also she put a lot of uh, like moments that was funny. I can tell that she put a lot of effort to make that, and I was uh, appreciate that. That's cool, and I'll definitely keep it till I die. Yeah. So you actually you keep and go through a lot of the fan mail that comes into our office, right? Yes, yes, and uh, always uh, always uh, happy to see those things, and I was uh, feel motivated after I saw that, those things. Okay, thank you very much. In the field with Tauri Talk. Thanks to Yuki for his tips. I um, should have known there'd be some toilet humor in there. So, Pierre, Japan isn't just an incredible country, but the circuit is one of the best on the calendar for sure. I'm sure you would agree. Yeah. Um, I guess, how excited are you to get back there? I'm so happy for many different reasons because, first of all, Japan is, um, I feel very connected to that place because I lived there for a while in 2017 when I was doing the Super Formula. No, I was 21 and to me it was quite a challenge even though I left my house when I was 13 and I was living already on my own so I was quite independent. But at 21 to go away from Europe and just go in a country where I would not understand a single word. I, I could not read, I couldn't speak Japanese so it was very challenging and uh, um definitely put me out of my comfort zone. And uh, I must say, I love their culture. I love their, their values. The fact that, you know, they respect everybody the same way. It doesn't matter which status you have, which job you have, whether you're a woman or a man or whatever, like a kid, there's just this value of respect and politeness, which is uh, very strong. And I really, really enjoyed that. And the country itself is just so beautiful. What was the most difficult thing once you like landed as a teenager living so in this So I landed like, there. I did. I didn't know I didn't know who was gonna pick me up. I had no information. I just knew that I had to go to that hotel, and some people will look after me there. And um, yeah, I basically flew like for about eleven hours. I was thinking, okay, what 
in which world am I going to land? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, and then I was starting a new category. I was young, no experience about Japanese tracks, about the cars, and um, I know it was obviously very important. I came from winning the Formula Two GP2 championship, and it was a no- another challenge thrown at me, but which was really important to make it to Formula One. So there was a a lot at stake, and uh, I was in an environment which I wasn't familiar at all. And when I arrived, I had a translator because I figured out Japanese people don't really speak English or very, very few speak English. And to make myself understand there, uh, it was difficult. And I can't imagine the number of times that I tried to, especially technically about the cars with my team. I was like, okay, rear sliding too much. So we got to put more rear grip on the car. And it was like, Ah, too much understeer. Okay, we'll make the real <laughs> we'll make the real loser. I'm like, no, 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 no. And I had to find ways. It was funny because over Christmas, at Christmas, my parents before the Super Formula Championship bought me a book about Japanese culture, way of communication, how to maximize the the relationship with the Japanese people, and it was super useful. So when I arrived there, I already knew some codes on how to yeah. show respect, how to improve trust because they don't really trust people initially so it takes quite a while before they open up and I really felt that initially I arrived even if they respected me a lot as a driver coming with Red Bull but before they fully trusted me it took like a good two three months before I could really felt that the trust was was there and uh, yeah it turned out that I ended up writing a lot we were doing some technical debrief my engineer would speak to the translator, translator will speak to me in English, I will give my feedback in English, back to the translator, translator will then translate in Japanese, I had no idea what he was saying, so he could say whatever he wanted, and then they were like nodding to me, and I was like, is it right, is it correct, I don't know, and then yeah, the easiest way I found was just to basically make drawings, or like writing, that it will be, you know, it will be there, it's not only a single word you hear, in one second, it's just a paper and you have it the whole time. And, and we found ways to work together and in the end it turned out to be very, uh, very, very uh, efficient. So one of the drawings obviously was you on the second step of the podium, P2. I want P2 this year at least. <laughs> no, it was me on the first step. That's, <laughs> what, we are, that's that. what we are aiming for. That's where we're going. Well, it was half a point at the end of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, half, half a, a point. point. Yeah, I was, I was gutted and especially because the... The well, you didn't, you didn't get the chance to, for that last race. I didn't get the chance. And that last race that we did was in Sugo. Insane track. I was thinking this is so dangerous. But at the same time, like incredible because very old school. No margin for error. You got the grass two meters after you got the wall. Basically the barrier everywhere. And a very high speed track. So, And there was a massive banking. We we're going through there like 250k pH flat out. Like six gear. It was very, very special. And on that race, I finished second and I was virtually leading the championship because my my rival at the time was in sevens. And uh, I was virtually across the line. I'm virtually leading the championship coming into that last race. And Kobayashi who was in sixth place out of the last corner, runs out of fuel. No. And because he runs out of fuel to the line, my rival was in sevens pass him on the line Got that half and point he back. was like half point behind me virtually and just like 100 meters before the line 
gets another, an extra point because Kobayashi runs out of fuel and pass in front of me. And at that time, I was like, okay, it's only half a point. doesn't matter. We fight it uh, in the last race. And the last race never happened yeah. because of the typhoon. And I was, I finished runner-up. So, yeah, I must say, this is going to hunt me for... <laughs> You've got something in common with Felipe Massa, I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. And also, I think... Uh, is that Kobayashi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and also after... Um, I think Alain Prost uh, missed a, a championship by half a point. I can't remember exactly when it was, but I remember my dad telling me, you're just in good know, company. Just know that it also happened to some really like big champions. So trying to make me feel better yeah. like that. I still finish second. It sucks. So <laughs> <laughs> Give me some time. But um, no, it was a very good year. That's why I'm I'm really happy to to go back to Suzuka to come back about the, the Japanese Grand Prix for me. It's a uh, it's a really unique place. Also, the the support we get as a Honda driver is. Phenomenal, you know. We get people waiting at the hotels, like waiting for hours. Every event is yeah. super crowded, and and what I love there is uh, just the passion that they have, and they're really open in in sharing and and giving their support, and um, that's that's incredible. Yeah, you can't talk about the Japanese Grand Prix without mentioning the fans. They yeah. are some of the most dedicated and committed around the world, by far, I think. So one of my questions is: Are there any standout moments that you've had with fan? Uh, with fans, like the interactions with them, like what stands out? Their passion, I think, is the only time of the year where on a Thursday, where there is no action on track, just people, mechanics, mounting cars. And the grandstand is full. It's just full. They just show up, they stay there, they look at the cars, they look at the mechanics, engineers, they even cheer them on, shout, clap their hands, just to to show their, their, their love to the sport and, and the passion that they have. So this is really phenomenal and I remember that's the f actually the first time where I interacted with fans was when I went to Japan. Because until Formula 2, you get some fans, but it's very, let's say, quite like a small community. And my first test I did, we did the full day, and by the end of the day, I exited the garage, and there was like a wave, a wave of people that took me, and I, was, I wasn't prepared for that. I, I, I didn't know this would happen. And there were probably 150, 200 people waiting for me outside that garage. And, and that's the first interaction. I was really impressed. I was really impressed at the time. And yeah, that's how it started. But yeah, really looking forward to um, to the Japanese Grand Prix. And we haven't been there for so long. We we get a lot of fans with uh, AlphaTauri and, and Honda. A lot of events usually during the year, which we haven't been able to do with the, the COVID. So not really happy to get back there and uh, and connect with uh, with our Japanese fans again and and hopefully give them a, a very good race and uh, a good reason to cheer us on, on on Sunday. Perfect, that sounds good. It's going to be a very busy one, so thank you very much for joining us today, Pierre. That's all the time that we have for today. You can subscribe to Tarry Talk on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts to get all the latest episodes. Until then, have a good one. See you guys. See you guys.